Allison Hare, and welcome to Little Left of Center, the podcast that interviews culture changers that are reshaping our world and breaking new ground. Welcome to the Little Left of Center Christmas Eve 2019 solo cast. This is my second solo cast ever, so I'm actually on a brand new microphone. I've been hearing really good things about the Audio-Technica AT2020 USB mic, so I got it. I'm trying it out. This could sound like a complete piece of shit. Uh, and if so, bear with me. I will either figure it out or I will send it back. But um, just trying out new things as as you guys, if you've been listening to me, you'll know that um, I have a podcast program called Press Play Podcast, and it is a one-stop shop for new podcasters to do everything from concept all the way to launch and beyond. And I want to make sure that I've, I've really got my homework done so that way I can give the very best advice and guidance. So I'm playing around with this. I hope it sounds good. Um, and if it doesn't, it will sound better next week for sure. So thank you so much for listening. And I have to say, thank you so much for listening. So I wanted to do a little bit of a year in review. It's been an unbelievable year, 2019. And, you know, I had a lot of goals coming into 2019, but not really entirely sure of how I would get there. And I think it was either January or February of this year, I saw um, an invitation for a podcast program similar to the one that I am launching. And so I decided, let me sign up for that. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing um, or what my concept will be. But let me just say yes to it. I wanted to use this time to share five things I've learned this year. And some of it is is really kind of revealing about uh, me and my background and my family and some of the things that have gone on this year and some of the lessons learned. I've kind of gone at full tilt this year, which is kind of where I love to be. But yeah, so I started this podcast program. I had zero idea what my concept was going to be. And I'm one of those people where, you know, sometimes I wish that I was really good at art or was a really great singer or something that was so obvious. But that's not how my that's not how my world works. And I feel like this is probably a common thing, but I am incredibly multi-passionate. So the first thing that I've learned this year is podcasting. I started and I had this idea that I was just going to say yes to this program and see where it took me. And I didn't have any specific goals other than let me just keep saying yes. And if I do more of what I love, and what I love is to interview people, what I love is to share ideas, what I love is to learn about new perspectives and progressive things that are happening in our world. I love innovation. And if I keep doing more of what I love and meet who I meet, you know, who knows? And I thought this was kind of been how I operated this entire year and I've really looked at the podcast. So I've kind of pulled back away from the numbers of, okay, I need to get to this many downloads. I just wanted to be 
in the the space of just creating. So I learned how to podcast. And in May of this year, I believe it was May 15th or May 14th, I launched my very first podcast episode. So it took a few months to kind of get up and running and and build the back end and understand about interviewing and equipment and editing software and, of course, the concept and figuring out how do I move this idea forward and take somebody like me who is super multi-passionate where I didn't want to necessarily hang my hat on one idea. Even though I felt so passionate about it, I wanted to kind of keep it in a way where I could still stay interested but still move the needle on these, these few things that I'm really passionate about and introduce people that are doing incredible things in those fields. So that's kind of of been where I've been. So Little Left of Center launched in May. Um, it is a weekly podcast. It's an interview podcast. So I interview culture changers. That topic has taken, oh my goodness, I probably had 24 different titles and ideas and concepts before I landed on that one, but it seems to fit really, really well. Um, I love people that are challenging the status quo and are, you know, are, are groundbreakers and people that are disruptors. And I work full-time for Salesforce. I'm in a technology sales position and I've been there for three years, and all we do as a corporation is innovate. So it made a lot of sense to kind of continue that discussion from my own personal interests. And what's happened since I launched the podcast is a man named Mike Johnson, he runs a, a, a radio group called Decatur FM, or an entity. It's an innovative, hyper-local radio station that is digital. And he somehow found my podcast really early on through social media and started listening. And he thought, you know, this girl is onto something. And so he asked me to rebroadcast my episodes on his station. So they are. So every morning at 9 a.m. and I believe at 8 p.m. he airs my episodes. So it's been really exciting to kind of get um, another avenue of distribution and another avenue of listeners of people that could be interested in in the people I'm sharing and the conversations and ideas and perspectives that I'm sharing through the podcast. And uh, I also was able my my episodes are also on Salesforce Radio. So Salesforce has forty five thousand employees, so it's available to all employees. So it's kind of cool to um, to have that support from my company and be able to have my passion and be able to pursue that, but still kick butt at work too. So um, the podcasting has been incredible and. This past November, I met with somebody and was like, what can I do with this podcast? What can I do with these ideas where I can really amplify? I feel like I cannot get, you know, I cannot get these ideas out fast enough and, you know, be able to share these. But what I really, really wanted from this podcast was for the listener to be so inspired that they wanted to not only share with their friends, but they wanted to contribute and felt like, wow, I didn't realize that and I can help. 
And so at the end of every episode, I always ask, how can people contribute to your mission? And so my goal was, how do I, how do I activate the listeners? And so I was meeting with the business coach and we talked through it and she's like, Allison, you need to amplify other people's voices. You need to teach podcasting and allow people to have their own voice. So since then, I have started Press Play Podcast. So it's a program, like I mentioned, where other people can, where I help them in a collaborative environment, um, kind of go from concept to launch and really elevate their voices, their ideas, and be able to maybe get some of the same fulfillment that I've gotten. I think that the the podcast itself in Little Left of Center has flipped on every single light in my body where I've been so grateful that I feel like I've been seeking for so many years, probably six or seven years to find, you know, where should I be? How can I contribute? How can I make an impact? How can I use my talents in a way that that are going to make a difference and be fulfilling as well and, and not take away from, you know, from the other things that are going on. So the podcast has been perfect for that. So number two, um, five things I've learned this year. So the first thing is podcasting. The second thing is build your life resumes. So if you've been listening to my podcast for a little while, uh, you may have heard me talk about this program called Build Your Life Resumes. So it is by Jesse Itzler. Jesse Itzler is a serial entrepreneur. He uh, was the founder of Zico Water. He sold it to Coca-Cola. He was the founder of or co-founder of Marquee Jets and sold it to Warren Buffett. I think now it's called NetJets. Um, and he's done. A, he's a rapper. You know, he happens to be married to Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, and he's got this very unconventional way. Um, and offering, and he started this program called Build Your Life Resume. And, and the concept is that you, instead of putting the next work experience on your resume, what if you went out of your comfort zone and did things beyond what you would have normally done? And that if you continue pushing yourself, whether it's physically, mentally, doing things that are really, really hard, then all the rest of the work resume stuff comes, but you have more fulfillment. So it has three components. So one is that every month you introduce a new habit that you do every day for 30 or so days. So for me, and it could be something simple, like the first one was for me, for me, mine was making my bed every day. So now I make my bed, my kids make their beds, and it's it really helps. It's made a huge difference. Or in the next month might be, um, not being on my phone around the kids and just being more present. And the next month was give it forward, which is like hashtag give it forward, where I would pick somebody that I knew and reach out to them and say, hey, what can I help you with? No strings attached and just offer help, whether it was resources or a connection or whatever. And that made a huge impact too. Or it might be something as simple as drinking water. So in January, I'm going to go plant-based and see how that feels. So one is introduce a new habit every month. Um, the second thing is something called the Kevin's Rule. Kevin's Rule is where um, every eight weeks, you do something that is super experiential. So it does not have to cost a lot of money. So it might be going to hiking or it might be camping in your backyard. It might be uh, it might be going to 
uh, an open field in stargazing. So I just recently took my kids to the Polar Express. It was like a four and a half hour drive from here to take a, you know, 75 minute train ride and get hot chocolate and, you know, go to the North Pole and, and see Santa. And that was what we had just done. So there are a lot of exciting things that you can do, but things that you can really remember. And from a family perspective, there are things that you can't really put a price on. So things that are just amazing like that. And the last thing is called a masogi. And a masogi is doing something so incredibly hard once a year. So maybe it is a Tough Mudder. Maybe it is something insane that if you do this once a year, you just say, yes, let me just throw my hat over the wall and figure it out. Um, and just say, I can do it. What could happen that that high or that rush will last you for a whole year? So I am, I'm about to pull the trigger on this. It's actually a wait list, but in June, I think I'm going to do, it's called a 29029. It's 29,209 feet, I think, is the height of Mount Everest where I'm going to scale a mountain enough times to um, to equal Mount Everest. So there's one uh, in Sun Valley, Sun Valley, Idaho. Oh my God, I'm so bad at geography. So yeah, I think I'm going to do that. So how exciting is that? And what can we do? So I thought the Build Your Life resume has really been taking the lid off of what I think could be possible and really helping me with my own confidence of what else can I accomplish? What can I do? Whether it is physically or not, I think it gives me a ton of confidence to say yes to things that I may have talked myself out of before because I didn't think I might be capable. But here I'm just saying yes and work myself backwards from it. So that's number two, build your life resume. Number three is called family interrupted. So this year has been really wild for my family. Uh, my mother is 70, uh, she's 77. I think she's 77 right now. And she was diagnosed with lung cancer earlier this year. And I think it was a small nodule. And my mother is the mother of six children. I have, I'm one of seven children. My father is a daughter from a previous marriage. So together we have seven um, but my mom and dad had six kids together. My mother, she is a tough fighter. And thankfully, the the cancer was small, and they took an entire lobe of her lung out. And they think they got it all out. They're, apparently, it's out for now. And she's healing and recovering. But this poor woman has problems breathing to begin with. She has asthma. She's got all kinds of chronic breathing issues. So it's been kind of crazy watching her just fight so hard to just breathe and feel better and be able to move easier and to enjoy like she she doesn't go outside a lot because the allergies irritate her so much. So it's been a lot to... um to look, not look after her, but just to watch her through this journey and be there as a family um, with my brothers and sisters and my, you know, my kids and their kids and, and all of us supporting her. My father just turned 91. And my father is hilarious because he is 91 years old. He is, this is going to sound crazy and this is totally personal, but he is so ready to just kick the bucket. And he's not a grumpy, you know, curmudgeon. He just is done where, you know, anytime he gets a cold, it's like, hey, if uh, 
if this is my time, I'm good. Don't uh, don't worry about resuscitating me. I'm good. And he told us this year, don't give me any, any presents for my birthday. You can't take it with you, you know. And it's it's really weird to watch him because he is overall fairly healthy. I mean, certainly he, you know, has trouble getting around as as easily as he did. Um, but his his memory for the most part is there. I mean, the, you know, sometimes it slides. But it's been really interesting. You know, I, I always say when he says those comments, I'm like, Dad, you're going to be so bummed out when you're 92 and 93 and these years just keep ticking by. And I, you know, I'll ask him, what do you want to do this year? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know if anybody feels like that or has parents that have been in situations like that, but it's just kind of weird to watch. And I think the other part that I've learned this year is that work-life balance is BS. It is straight bullshit. I, I try not to put too much pressure on me. I believe that there are seasons where you focus really, really hard on your family. You focus, and other seasons where you focus really, really hard at work. And maybe the family isn't as, uh, you're not as attentive to it. It's something that I struggle with all the time. You know, and then I have this podcast. So the podcast is interesting that if you listen to me, so you may know that I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I get uh, some work done there. So I might be working on the podcast or the blog or working out or getting shower, hair and makeup, get ready for work. But really the podcast is done in stolen hours. So it might be, an hour here after work or an hour on on a Saturday to kind of edit it. I would say that the podcast itself, recording and editing, is probably the least amount of time that I spend. Most of the time is really on the engagement side of things. So the the social media and branding and figuring out all the back end stuff is is really where the bulk of the time is. But um, I've been able to figure out the podcast, but the rest of it is is something that takes a lot of attention, and um, and I have to kind of juggle that I'm in a time right now where where it's a lot, and I'm not as present as I would like to be, or probably should be, with my family, and I'm figuring that part out too. You know, work is the busiest months for me at work is December and January because it's the end of our fiscal year, so. It's just an intense time, um, and I'm grateful for my boxing workouts in the morning so I can get some aggressive aggression out um, and get some of the, that energy out and tension, not aggression, but tension out. So it's been interesting. If you guys have any hacks, please let me know. My email is allison at littleleftofcenter.co. And let me know if you've got any feedback or back, you know, or, or hacks on that. But I don't believe in, in work life balance. And, you know, my husband and I really talk through, Hey, it's just going to be kind of a crazy season and we figure out how it'll work. And then we'll kind of go back into the family side of things. And then that brings me to the fourth thing. And the fourth thing is just keep creating. And one of the things, I know I touched on this before, that a lot of time that I spend is based on the engagement of listenership and downloads and uh, social media and posts and figuring out things that are going to be engaging and are going to be interesting. And what I found with that is there are so many times where I get so caught up in the numbers where I feel like I've got a home run 
of an episode and there aren't as many downloads. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And so part of the reason why I do pull back sometimes from worrying about the numbers, and then sometimes there are some that are, you know, some, I don't know, I think all of, I think almost every single one of my episodes, my interviews have just knocked it, my interviewees have just knocked it out of the park. My guests are awesome and they're so fascinating. But uh, sometimes I just feel like I do get caught up in the numbers and have to kind of pull back. And so a mantra that I've been saying to myself this entire year is just keep creating, just keep creating, just create. So what I do in the morning is I wake up and before I look at any screen, I will follow my breath for 10 breaths. I will get up and go in the bathroom while my husband's still asleep and I'll stretch for a few minutes. So I might be doing squats or, you know, just stretching my body, just moving my body for a few minutes, and then I'll write in a journal. And that's before I look at any screen. So I'm in the habit of just creating a little bit. And then I have a blog that I've been writing entries and um, will eventually be launched as a blog called Little F Letter, which probably will come out right after the first of the year. So you can subscribe to that too. So just keep creating. What I find is I'm one of those people that if I start creating, the ideas come. So the ideas don't come and then I write them down and create it. I just start writing and then all of a sudden it starts writing itself. So it's kind of like the momentum that's built from just using that creative access to your brain. And I always think of it as like, you know, a car, once you turn it over, it's kind of cold and it, you know, it might sputter a little bit, but then it starts to regenerate itself and keeps going and starts building on its own battery. And that's kind of how I feel about the creation aspect of it. More on that, um, my goal, my one goal for 2020 is to do a TED Talk, and part of it will be on that Awaken Your Creative Native kind of vein. So I'm working on that now, working on a title. I've got the speech and the idea, but working on a really clever title, one that's going to be clickable. It's kind of crazy once I started to dive into the TED Talk world and how particular it is that it's got to be a really innovative idea and it has to be have an incredible title and one where they want those, the, the TEDx organizers, these independent organizers want these ideas to go viral. And so it has to be something that people are willing to click on and take 10 minutes of their time to really look through. So, okay, so number one is podcasting. Number two is build your life resume. Three is family interrupted. Four is just keep creating. And the fifth is time is ticking louder. And one of the quotes that I came across this year that really, really uh, stopped me dead in my track is you are always one decision away from a totally different life. And I turned 45 this year. And theoretically, I hate that I am getting older. And I hate that there's a line item in my budget for hair and fillers and Botox and, you know, kind of keeping up with everything, hair cuts and dyes and whatever. I color my hair every four weeks, but it's part of life. But at the same time, I feel like I'm just beginning. I feel like I've got all of my faculties. My body doesn't hurt. I feel good. I feel like I'm pushing myself harder than I ever have. And I feel like I am, I can only be grateful for being in this space of creativity and 
forcefully putting myself in that just keep creating bucket because that to me is the key to happiness and joy. But I do feel like time is ticking louder and louder. And so the beauty of that, of realizing that you certainly do have a limited time left, is that the decisions you make are quicker and they're more profound. So I don't generally tend to talk myself out of a lot of things. If I commit, I commit. I love that this season of my life is unfolding in a way that there are so many new possibilities. So that is what's going on with me. That's not the five things that I've learned this year. I have a lot going on in 2020, and I think um, I've got some incredible guests, guests and exciting things that are coming up in terms of engagement and how to stay connected with my audience. I'm thankful for everyone who has listened. I'm even more thankful for those that have shared these ideas and these episodes and have introduced people to me. Um, I'm thankful for the support from my family and friends that even if they've never listened, they support me and my crazy ideas of just saying yes and just putting myself out there all the time. I'm grateful for the people that I've met that are doing incredible things. I'm sure we all feel this way, but I always wished that I would come up with that brilliant idea that would change the world. And instead, I'm in a position where I'm introducing all of these other brilliant people that have come up with these ideas and and sharing that with you. And what I feel is that culture changing is a movement. And it's a movement once you share it and starts to snowball and build momentum. And so I believe that the more you say yes, the more momentum builds with it. So with that, today is Christmas Eve. If you're listening on the Tuesday that this is released, I wish you Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. I wish you happy day three, I think, night three of Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. If you celebrate nothing, I wish you joy in the new year, in the new decade. I think um, also if, again, I have to plug Press Play Podcast, if you are somebody who's thinking about getting your own podcast, I would highly recommend going to bit.ly forward slash press play podcast and say yes to my program. We would love to have you. We've got an incredible group of inventive, exciting, brave people that have such cool ideas that I'm excited to be a part of, or at least be, you know, be be helping that lift them. With that, I thank you for listening. I hope you stay with me in the future. I hope you have a very happy new year and a happy new decade. There's so much to be excited about, and I'm thankful for you. Signing off. See you next week. Thanks for listening. 